Hi, welcome back to Freshwater Perspectives, where today we're talking about the crazy well. Make sure to stay tuned. All right, we're back. Riley, what's going on, dude? Oh, Matt. Dude, the sun is shining. It's getting warmer. There is um, (laughs) water-related stuff is melting. And it's pretty crazy if you think of like on a continent, like wide. I'm in the Mississippi River, like Mm -hmm. basin. So anything that's melting here, it's going to go down through New Orleans Mm -hmm. ultimately. And... The water quality around here, man, is just like chocolate milk right now. Like it's just crazy. Chocolate we're getting these, milk. We're getting rain, and uh, yeah, like um, we went. I went through this like larger city, but like it's called the Zimbrodo River, and they have like these pour over dams, you know, throughout the city to like for flood control. But that's you really get to see. First off, the ice was breaking up, so like there's like these ice things falling over. But then yeah, I'm like, dang, that water is disgusting, and you just think <laughs> it's all going down to poor mississippi Um, somebody else's problem i know dude and it's like yeah so i think i I mean i didn't didn't know this tangent was gonna get off here but we definitely got i think we're doing a lot of things right up here but for sure um (laughs) still need some more with uh very confident of you we're doing we're doing good (laughs) We're doing a good job. Don't, don't, know, don't know what the rest of the country's doing, but Minnesota, we got our oh, stuff. No, 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 no. I bet like like runoff and stuff. I was like, God, it's think about like the 30s, how must gross it must have been. Yeah. But like, no, you're right. Like, so you're we're right. getting there, but also it's like, geez. But then also, too, I did not think I was going to talk about this right now. So this is this is an issue, but like rivers are muddy <laughs> at some point. Yeah. You're not, you know what, Riley? That's a very astute observation. Mm hmm. There's a one project I can't, I won't give too much specifics, but it was like, there was a point where the, the operator, the, the government agency in charge of the stretch of river was like, rivers meander, you know, like they're going to carve out because the question was like, um, how can we stop the river from carving out at this section? Like, it's just, it does, you, it's what does what it does. You could channel it, but I don't know if that's, that's the right answer. Yeah. No, no. You know? Well, it's, yeah, I think they have like, there's a certain area. If it stays in this certain area, mm-hmm. it's all it's all well and good, you know. Yeah. But if it uh, gets out of hand, then they would go step in. But I don't know. I mean, if you you can look up, it's so fun to go on like Google Earth, and you can use the little timeline. You can like go back in time and just mm-hmm. see if you just look up like you can look up big rivers, the Mississippi, mm-hmm. the Red River. You just see like five years ago, there's like an oxbow lake that exists now that didn't mm-hmm. exist five years ago just because the, the the river rerouted it's really cool yeah but definitely um other than that so i am trying to get my fishing license because um every single march is like your new fishing license in minnesota and i'm a new oh. resident and like so i tried getting it today because it was like the perfect day to go out fishing i was like oh and i have to they're like you're still not a resident so Basically, I'm in the system. The system doesn't change over as I change my ID over to the state. So I was a resident. No, I wasn't. Now I am. 
So like it, it can't keep up apparently, but I'm like, I want my license. Yeah. So, so I have to fill out a form. So I'm not happy. Oh. Or huh. something. So tangent. In lack lack of a better better word. I don't have anything going on. So like when you, so like when you go to get now now I'm interested. Now you got me sucked mm-hmm. in. So like when you go to get your license, like where like I guess walk me through the process. Like where do you go? What do you like? What yeah, I tried it twice. I tried it online, and they like that tells you to fill out your stuff, and they like, can't can't find you in the system. But I bought a Minis a, a non-resident Minnesota one, so like I type mm-hmm. in my name and like social, and they're like, "Oh, you're a non-resident." I'm like, no, I'm not. Oh. And they're like, "Yeah, you're a non-resident." It's like, no, I'm not. Oh. And then they're like, "Dude, dude." And then it was like, go to a store and actually do it. Like, so it tells yeah. you mine. So I yeah. walk down to the the local place, uh-huh. and then like. They got another message and they're like, You're not a resident. Be like, look at my ID. Like, yeah. huh. <laughs> I didn't just make this up. Huh. That's really weird. Dude, but like I've never Minnesota, had, I've never heard of that. You get yeah, I know, right? It's weird. This is the third time I've had to deal with this or whatever, statewide. Hmm. But like um <laughs> the in Minnesota, you can get a husband wife angling um fishing pass. Huh. They're like super cheap. So like what license what, what's pass, different with that license. just instead of sam going to get one and i getting one they're just like here like like a 30 percent discount you know what i'm saying but it's like so it's, so it's two like, it's two fishing licenses that you one. share or, or it's one that you share for lack of a better word yeah okay so, so if you go out like, you like, can use it if she goes out she can use it and if you go oh out that's together, a good question i don't if it's like a single license, no, I think it's like you pay for it and then you get your, you have to redeem for two licenses. I think you need to have your, on your person, the forms, you know what I'm saying? Like you need to have two, two forms. Sam gets one, I get one, but it's like for the price of like one, basically. Oh, okay. I think that so makes it's the sense price now. is a dual. Gotcha. Gotcha. Not gotcha, a two gotcha, for gotcha. one, but it's a nice discount which I okay don't, not my other states do that so I was like, i've yes. never heard of that so that's interesting mm-hmm. hmm. just like, another reason to wife. get married yeah, yeah i know just another reason to to get wifed up talking about taxes last time and uh there you go married yeah. filing jointly mm-hmm. i'm getting close yeah. this time next year let's break some just weird tax stuff that you're gonna have to deal with now I don't think so, because she yeah. won't be an owner, so she won't be a partner in the practice, so she doesn't have to worry about anything like on that side. She just, she'll just have a regular W-2. So. She has a chance to get partner at some point in the future, though? If she stays long enough, I'm sure. I I mean, I got, we'll see what happens after I graduate, where I can get a job. I'm, I'm not opposed to staying down here. I guess it just kind of depends, you know? Matt's going to be a southern gentleman. We'll see. It depends. It, it all depends. We're... I mean, the city that we're moving to is really nice. So yeah, where'd you find? Where'd you finally decide? Noonan. Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah okay. So yeah. yeah. So Noonan's nice. it's nice. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. We're in the middle of looking for apartments. I think we found an apartment, but mm-hmm. it's a thing down south. So up north, if you sell a house or an apartment, you have to keep the appliances there. You can't just like take the appliances with you. We're down here, and I guess in a lot of other states you could take them with you. So like this apartment does not come with a washer and dryer. We can rent one. We can rent a set for a hundred dollars a month. And I'm like, no, I'll just buy our own set. So I'm in the middle of buying a washer and dryer set right now. 
So I'm looking on Facebook Marketplace. I think that's the place to go. I found this guy that I think that's like his side hustle where he just, I think he's an appliance repairman. And I've seen people do this where like you're an appliance repair guy. People say a washer is broken and you're like, I'll buy it off of you for like a hundred bucks. And then you just fix what's broken when it's just like a one mm-hmm. little thing and they flip it for like, you know, 300 bucks or something. So figure out if it's, um, if you have electrical or gas hookups. Oh, that's a good one. I'm we, pretty we sure have... it's all electrical because I don't, I don't think you'll ever find an apartment. I'm, I'm sure there's exceptions. I don't know if you'll find an apartment with a gas hookup. Cause I feel like that's a liability you yeah. don't want to deal with. So our, um, our dryer is gas. So you had to pay, hmm. we had to pay more. We, we dropped like two grand on wash a dryer. Brand new, yeah. when it's all set and hooking up yeah. all of it. Yeah. 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 Brand new washer and dryer sets are stupid. I don't know what happened when, since mm-hmm. the last time I went with my dad to go buy a washer and dryer set, which wasn't that long ago, mm-hmm. but it went, they skyrocketed ridiculous. So I hate being an adult, but can't wait yeah. to have my own house though. One day. <laughs> yeah. But then you're, yeah. You know, mm. I don't know. I like fixing like my moved own in stuff. And I was though. like, I need my want dude. Oh yeah. We, um, we did some fixing ups today, um, yeah. but yeah, wash a dryer, not fun. Yeah. It's not I just, a fun I, purchase. I hate having a problem in my apartment and I have to be like, I have to put in a little work request like, Hey, can someone come fix this for me? When I'm like, I know, I know I can fix this, but I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to. So I won't. Dude. Um, <laughs> yep. And then where, where, where we were, where, oh, where we were, the like cost per load. Cause we didn't have a washer dryer like where we were our last apartment before mine. Oh, it was yeah. like 475 alone. What? Crazy. Throughout the city town. Oh my lord. I know. So it was like That's we were price gouging. Dropping. Goodness gracious. And it was all quarters, so we're just stupid quarters. Like I was like, <laughs> one, two, <laughs> three, so four, five, six. <laughs> like, and I'm just getting That's mad true. that I wasn't even five. I'm like, you're relentless. <laughs> makes it seem lower you know than five five you're like that's too much 499 yeah exactly exactly okay but um yeah other than that okay not much yeah (laughs) we're pretty much in the same boat here rachel's still up in birmingham doing her thing she's yeah but yeah just just taking along i'm ready for the semester to be done from a tang standpoint i don't know what it is about this year but i mean i don't want to sound i don't want to sound like i'm i'm being mean i appreciate students that care about their grade enough to reach out to me but it's very frustrating when they go why did i get this grade and i want to say because you didn't do what i asked but i have to do like a nicely worded longer response where i'm like well if you notice the the directions say this and you put this but you know you were supposed to say this i want to be like just read the syllabus just it's in the (laughs) syllabus just read the syllabus i want to copy and paste the syllabus and highlight the section that they didn't read but yeah yeah, so just dealing after the first exam dealing with a lot of that right now because kids are worried about their grades so they're like i want to get an a in this class i'm like that's that's a you thing kid all right yes i'm sorry that's the only finally thing, going to the dark side man the only thing standing between you and an, and an a is like yourself i promise just be you. like have you ever asked your doctor when you went to the exam room what grade they got in limnology <laughs> like it doesn't matter if you get an a or not yeah just kidding everyone just kidding everyone grades matter but they don't they also yeah don't. and not in grad school i would say you know yeah, i got a 4-0 in grad school Woo! oh did when did that come up in the interview 
I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I just said, Matt. <laughs> no, it also made me annoyed because um, <laughs> when I walked, you know, mm -hmm. they didn't say like magnum cum laude. So under my breath, I was they're like Ryabu. I was like magnum cum laude. <laughs> no, I think that would be summa cum laude. I think whatever. I didn't get yeah, it. I think magna, and then it's just cum laude. Yeah, they're like you're great, or you know, it's like dude, <laughs> no. Oh, did you want like the special little cord? Yeah, I did. Oh goodness! No, I'm just you kidding. Could probably you probably could have gone on Amazon and bought oh, like a golden cord. Well, um, Birmingham's cool. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. See how yeah, it. she's she's feeling better. She's recovering good from her from her bites that she sustained last week. So she's doing. She's taking like a trooper. Like I said, she was she was not nearly as upset as I was. I was like an absolute wreck. I was like, I'll drive up there and we'll go to an ER down here. She's like, no, I'm fine. Honestly, it's just like, it just hurts. Like I'm, I'm fine. Jeez. I'm like, you're not fine. You're hysterical. Calm down. You're hysterical. <laughs> you're, you're lightheaded. You don't, you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you're going to go to a university that has a mascot as a dragon. What are you talking about? <laughs> don't go to the university of Birmingham. It's a great whatever. It, that's a, that's like hospital. the place to go. I know. For, yeah. That's a fantastic hospital system. I know. But uh, so I think the last time I did one of these, we were still talking about the the train derailment, East Palestine stuff. A little update there. Yeah. Still wanted to update everyone about it. So there's there's not too much to update. I mean, there's there's a big little nugget I'll get to here, but there's still just kind of a lot of talking. Not much data being presented and that's kind of finally starting to change so pace analytical which is an environmental consulting firm released the results of uh they did a soil analysis from two samples from the crash site the data were presented as a complete 240 page write-up of the raw data which i couldn't analyze and it was very hard to comprehend so i quick turn around on 240 yeah pages. so i googled it and i found smart people who broke it down for me so the summaries of the data suggest that dioxins are at a concerning level but so this is where this is where you get kind of murky between federal guidelines and state guidelines and then all the red tape in between right riley mm -hmm. so dioxin levels are below the federal action limit but almost 14 times higher than some state limits. Well, so then they got to go by state. So for reference, dioxin levels are about 700 parts per trillion. The federal action level is 1,000 parts per trillion. But states like Michigan have set their dioxin threshold at 3.7 parts per trillion due to risks of cancer. Oh, Michigan. Yeah, not Ohio. Oh, well then... Yeah. yeah. So it's isn't one that, of those. Isn't that fun? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're going off the feds and it hasn't reached the federal threshold yet. If yeah. So mm -hmm. other people are crying out that since the results are only from two soil samples, it's tough to extra extrapolate how kind of far reaching this issue is. I think hopefully more comprehensive sampling is kind of still in the works. I hope there doesn't, you know, just because we're not hearing about it doesn't mean it's happening. It's kind of where I'm hoping. All, mm -hmm. you know kind of all this is leading mm -hmm. but summaries also noted that dioxins are likely a result of the burning of the vinyl chloride within the train cars and we mentioned this previously in some past episodes that vinyl chloride is a gas used to make plastics and is an extreme carcinogen it was combusted to convert the gas to less harmful byproducts in the long term 
but also seem to have caused the release of these dioxins. And, you know, there's, like I said, there's still kind of a lot being said, not a lot being done, unfortunately. So hopefully, hopefully more monitoring continues. And I don't think no matter kind of what you think about what's going on, um, there have been a lot of studies, like academic studies, that suggest that 700 parts per trillion is way too high. That's really concerning. Um, many state agencies and academics have called for the dioxin action level to be lowered years ago. So before this, this goes back five or 10 years ago, um, mm -hmm. but it never came to pass. So there are reasons to start. I mean, it's one of those things where I think everyone was already concerned and people were kind of waving their arms around like, this is a problem. And everyone was like, well, you don't know it's a problem, but now we can start to say like, Hey, now we're starting to know it's a problem. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's sad that you kind of need numbers, but numbers are, are important, right? Numbers are powerful. People mm -hmm. like numbers. So yeah, it's pretty crazy that from state to state, things can differ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on something like this, that can be acutely carcinogenic. So yeah, that's like really right. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. what, like what, what is the number? You know what I'm saying? Is the federal yeah. one right? Or is Michigan's one? If it's lower right, you know? Based off of, I didn't go, I didn't do a super deep dive into the academic journals, but it seems like Michigan did their homework in trying to base theirs around those, those journal articles. So if you asked me which one I believe, which one I would trust more, I would probably trust the lower number more than the higher number. Mm -hmm. Not to mention it's better to be safe than sorry, right? At the end of the day. So. Yeah. Yep. 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 But yeah, I was, a. Uh, yep. I knew that I knew that well for a couple of years, man. That mm -hmm. yeah, some yeah, sticky so. stuff, man. Yeah, but so switching gears here, getting on to the topic for today. So this isn't a particularly long story, but it's one that I stumbled upon while I was kind of scouring the web for weird, less talked about stories that I like to kind of bring to everyone's attention here. And this this one didn't disappoint, Riley. And it's actually spurned a greater conversation around suicide prevention, believe it or not. And that's the story of the crazy well. You ready? Any any thoughts going into this? Crazy well and suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I have no <laughs> idea. I've never heard this. Yep. Good. I didn't either until I found this. So uh, our story starts with Mr. James Lynch, his wife, Amanda, their family, and about 50 head of livestock. In 1877, the family was living in Denison, Texas, about an hour and a half drive north of Dallas. The family and their livestock were dealing with a lot of nuisance mosquitoes and made the decision to move further west in search of a drier climate away from the mosquitoes and any diseases they may be carrying. Family traveled about 130 miles southwest before they were, war before they were warned about a Comanche raid that had occurred even further west of where they were going. So the family decided to settle down in the hills of Palo Pinto County on Christmas Eve of 1877, which I thought was interesting. I got Christmas Eve, just weird timing, <laughs> but also really cold, but yeah, just still like 90 down there. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, it probably wasn't that cold. <laughs> uh, so the family seemed pretty content with their new, uh, their new locale, despite hoping to push further west. And they seemed to make the best of the situation. Palo Pinto County had rolling green hills that would be pristine grazing land for their livestock. However, the family quickly noticed that their nearest water source for drinking was the Brazos River, which was about four miles away. And by the summer of 1880, three years after the family had decided to move, 
they made a deal with a well driller who was walking through, who was kind of traveling through the county to exchange several of their oxen for a well to be drilled. Now, once the well was finished, the lynches were initially disturbed by the odd taste of the well's water and gave it to their livestock for a few weeks to make sure it wasn't poisonous. After noticing no ill effects, the lynches drank the water in favor of walking the eight miles round trip for, for water. And not long, yeah, can you just imagine, just be like, oh, I'm thirsty. All right, well, start hiking. <laughs> but and People like, still maybe... do that nowadays. It's, it's sad, but yeah, yeah it's unfortunate, yeah. but. Yeah, we're we're very spoiled, Riley. Don't forget that. Yeah, so, Jesus. yeah, <laughs> bringing you back down to earth here. <laughs> so, not long after the family began drinking the water, Mister and Missus Lynch started to notice that the pain from their chronic rheumatism began to fade. Other members of the family also noted that their ailments were subsiding as well. With little else to go off of, the family thanked the heavens for blessing them with this gift of healing water. Yeah. Any initial thoughts so far? I'm trying to think of like what compound could be in the water that would like help with rheumatoid rheumatoid. Okay. We're getting there. Don't worry. I don't know. I don't know. Potassium. Okay. You got any, you got any, yeah. Initial, initial guesses. Do you think it's a placebo? Do you think it's something? You said rolling Hills, mm-hmm. some kind of rock, something maybe. I don't know. We'll get back to it. There's I've trust me. There's a lot of filler between now and in yeah. the end of our story. So in short, no, I don't yeah. have it. so as you can probably imagine word quickly spread about the healing water and before long the lynch family had neighbors and other locals asking to try the water then it was a few strangers here and there asking them the same and within a year people were flocking to the lynch family farm by the thousands to get a glass of this magical drink that being said supply couldn't keep up with the demand as the lynches only wanted to give out 100 gallons a day in hopes of conserving their miracle elixir and made visitors sign a declaration of illness before getting serving. So they were like, <laughs> they're like, you're sick, right? That's why you want this water. Sign this piece of paper. It's like us you're getting sick. your green card for weed, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. That's a really, yeah. I'm back. Oh, I got headaches. Ah, oh, man. My eyes, <laughs> my eyes. Really I look hurt. at the sun and it hurts. So bright lights. <laughs> I get I get nervous when I'm riding my horse, you know. I just uh. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. James Lynch, the father, so he foresaw the popularity of his magic water only growing, and in 1881, only a year after the well was first drilled, he laid out the city of Mineral Wells, Texas, naming himself its first mayor. <laughs> I can't tell you how long it took me to figure out that the name like mineral wells was the name of the city i thought it was like i thought i don't know the name mineral wells for a city threw me off for a while i want to make my own city can i make my own yeah. i'm the mayor yeah i'm gonna tell my much. wife that when i come up go back upstairs and be like i'm the mayor it's like, when you, hear those, uh, it's like when you hear those sovereign citizens on the news every now and again you know oh, like, yeah. you can't ask for my license oh my gosh <laughs> So once Mineral Wells was was established and a railroad station was built to service the area, eager entrepreneurs flocked to the city and began drilling their own wells in hopes that they could turn a profit off of the healing water. One such man was James Uncle Billy Wiggins, who drilled his own well and charged five cents a glass to those who drank from his well. Over the next several years, 125 more wells would be drilled throughout the town. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think if I did my math right for reference, I think five cents at this period of time was like a dollar fifty. So not an outrageous amount. But bottled, like bottled water yeah. from a grocery store or something. Yeah. Like that. You know, something. So it seems I mean it's only like a glass, right? Just like a glass of water. So maybe a little overpriced, but not outrageous for for magic healing water, Riley. You know? Yeah, I don't know. As we're both drinking water, it's making yeah. me see this story. <laughs> <laughs> so after this period, the details around the wells and much of Mineral Wells, Texas in general, seemed to kind of be lost. But one constant was that Mineral Wells was widely known as a premier spa town and attracted over 150,000 visitors. I believe that was weekly or monthly. Uh, to enjoy the bathing houses, wells, pavilions, and sanitariums. During its peak, Mineral Wells boasted 46 hotels that were almost always fully booked. Again, not a lot of details around this. I got a lot of this information from the Tourism District or Bureau of Mineral Wells, and they just said 100... still a town? Yeah, it's still a town. You can look it up. So they just said 150,000 visitors. They didn't say per day, per week, per month, per year. So I don't know. It's a lot. I'm going to guess that's maybe it's per year. It's probably per year because that's a lot of people per month. Interesting. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. You're going to spoil it. Don't don't read okay. too much. Home of the crazy. Mm-hmm. Wells. Okay. I see yeah. that in yep. like a large yep. hotel. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I'll yep. stop. I'll stop looking. Okay. My wife just went to Texas. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Maybe For the, the whatever magnolia mecca mm-hmm. i don't know but i don't know so in 1904 a man by the name of ed dismuke established the famous mineral water company and began bottling and distributing the well's water with the label boasting its healing properties he was particularly interested in the water's medicinal effects as a doctor diagnosed him with an undisclosed life-threatening illness prior to him arriving in mineral wells the company soon began boiling off the water and just distributing the mineral crystals as a way to ship more product for the same price. Smart. I know. Isn't that oh, so smart? So smart. Where it would just have it would just have um, instructions on the packet where it's like you know a teaspoon per per glass is all you need kind of thing. Undisclosed so. ailment is probably my favorite though. <laughs> Doctor, what's wrong with me? Something. They, I'm sure they told him, but again, all of the references, all the references I found, they no, they never reported it. I thought the doctor just told him, no. like, "You're sick of shit, man." But we have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. I just know something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? What's wrong, with me, doctor? Don't worry about it, man. You don't got long. It doesn't it's matter. Come to me three times a week. Can't tell you. And bring your checkbook. <laughs> So, other businessmen soon caught on to Dismuke's strategy, and before long, 20 other mineral water companies sprung up around town, all distributing the healing water or crystals. And everything honestly continued to trend up, whether it was for the Lynch family at Dismuke and the rest of mineral wells in general, until the start of World War II. But somewhere between like the early 20th century, in World War II is where the story of the crazy well kind of begins to spread. So legend has it 
that an elderly crazed woman would visit Ed Dismuke's well twice a day, and every day she did, witnesses claimed she became more and more calm until it seemed she was completely cured of her dementia or whatever other mental illness she had plagued her. Thus, the legend of the crazy well began. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And once the U.S. entered World War II, visitors stopped flocking to mineral wells. Families had to cut down on spending water. So, you know, tap water was good enough. They didn't need to spend for special healing water. And just as quickly as these mineral water companies sprang up, every single one of them closed. They all they all got shut down. So not only were Americans not willing to spend uh, money on fancy drinking water, but on top of that, the FDA began cracking down on the healing and medicinal claims that the companies were making about their water. So they really started to crack down like, you can't just say like it's a miracle, you know. So. Straight fun suckers, they are. <laughs> that right. one's not hurting anybody. <laughs> Let's get some crystals. So, fast forwarding um, after World War II. So fast forwarding to 1957, Ed Dismuke passes away at the age of nine of 97. So was it the magic water? Was it a bad diagnosis? Who's to say? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably a bad diagnosis, but undisclosed. Yeah, undisclosed <laughs> illness. So after his death, his wife Ida sell, sold the rights to the famous mineral water company, and it began bottling water again in the 1970s. To this day, you can still visit Mineral Wells Texas, take a tour of the original Crazy Well and the famous mineral water company bottling plant. You can still buy the water today too, as well. Interesting. Yeah, I so. we should take a trip to Texas. If my wife can go to okay. see the um, home improvement, whatever, Mecca, oh, yeah. whatever, like, why can't I go? Yeah. So we could do a water trip. Oh, we could do a tour. We, oh, dude, if we could interview some people and get some actual, like, some better. We could podcast. We could do a, our first live podcast, yeah. live stream. Anybody listening? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, it's not done. Don't worry. Oh, okay. There, oh, Thank there's you. more. There's I was more. Like, okay, there's more. Matt. Quick. No, no, no. There's, I still got a little more here. All right, so all right. uh, I left out a lot of the other history about mineral wells. There was some stuff about they had like an army base on on site, and there's a bunch of stuff related to that, but I didn't really think that was related to the story, so I'm just going to leave that out. Okay. And I'm sure you're wondering, Riley. What is it? Is this water actually special? Was it a placebo? What mm-hmm. do you think? So I'll, I'll give you some hints. And... There, it, it was something in the water. It was a high concentration of a particular element, and it was a metal, to be exact. Magnesium? Mm-mm. Calcium? Nope. That's not a metal. Dumb. I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple more guesses. Barium. Nope. Well, that's lead. a good one, though. No, not lead. Iron. Uh-uh. Mm, platinum. No. Well, I think that's not a good one. <laughs> Gold. No, I think I think that's a less good one. It's like that um whatever alcohol that has a little gold specks in it. Oh, it's like gold gold, <laughs> gold slogger or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Tell me. All right, it's lithium. 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 The groundwater in this region has unusually high amounts of lithium. And so, lithium in and of itself isn't that used for like some mental diseases? Mm-hmm. Ah. It beat me to it. So for anyone unaware, lithium is a in relatively low doses kind of lowers the brain's response to outside signals such as pain 
but is also a widely used mood stabilizer for conditions like bipolar disorder. I simplified that a lot, but that's essentially mm -hmm. what it does. Mm -hmm. So yes, the water was making everyone feel better, but it wasn't actually curing them. It was kind of just masking their pain like a regular dose of aspirin. And in the case of the old woman, lithium would be a reasonable treatment, and it also would be an explanation for her stabilized mood. So what do you think of that? That's interesting. So I wonder what the side effects of lithium are. You know what I'm saying? Is there? If I was a better podcaster, Riley, I would have looked that up, and I'm going to right now lithium mm, poisoning. Right. You didn't get paid for this. Nope. I'm going to look up lithium um, poisoning. Yeah, how much water would you have to drink for lithium poisoning? Interesting. Oh, I'm looking up. I'm looking it up. Hold on. Lithium poisoning. So for acute toxicity, oh, you need a lot. So for acute toxicity, you need greater than 25 grams. So that's a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a toxic dose. So for chronic to toxicity... I hate it when they do this. They do two different units. You need greater than 2.5 millimoles per liter. Let me do that math. Yeah, I don't know. Hold on, I got it. I just need to do that conversion. What's its weight? Atomic weight. 6.9, so 7 times 2.5. I should probably be able to do that math. Seven times 2.5. 17. So 17 milligrams per liter is a chronic dose. And features include uh, small overdoses are often asymptomatic, gastrointestinal, including nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, diarrhea. First signs of neurotoxicity are tremor. It is rare that an acute overdose would progress beyond this with adequate lithium excretion. And then for chronic cases, tremor, hyperflexia, agitation, muscle weakness, and ataxia. Moderate would be stupor, rigidity, hypertonia, and hypertension. And severe would be a coma, coma, a coma seizures, and <laughs> myodonis so it can be bad i guess it makes sense because it's messing up your brain chemistry myodonis. so as you can imagine actually i couldn't imagine this so maybe you can't um this 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 led me down one of the weirdest rabbit holes that i did not expect when looking okay. up something for the podcast so let's let's just get into the weirder side and so like i said lithium is a widely accepted and used treatment for a suite of mental disorders mm -hmm. and i don't i don't really know how else to say this but it has spurned the conjecture of many different psychologists who have suggested that adding lithium to drinking water would decrease suicide rates around the world and in fact, I found ah, two papers. This is where the relationship is. Okay. I found two papers in very well-respected journals like Frontiers of Public Health and the British Journal of Psychiatry that delve into the feasibility of adding lithium to drinking water. So let's get into it. So Whoa. the first paper, so the first paper in Frontiers of Public Health was the particularly crazy one to me. So the authors did their best to try to take a measured approach to the idea. 
and they did admit that it requires a lot of public consensus and safe testing and et cetera, but I just don't think it's ethical in my opinion. So they tried comparing it to adding fluoride because fluoride's like a public health thing. So like lithium's a public health thing. We're already adding chemicals of water for public health, but fluoride, you're adding it to prevent tooth decay where lithium, you're adding it with the sole intention of changing people's brain chemistry, which I'm just very not okay with. That's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I don't even know, man. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, fluoride, people get freaked out about fluoride too, right? That's, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. That's crazy. Matt's so thirsty, man. <laughs> All that lithium water. Sorry, wrong pipe. Um, yeah, I had a very visceral re- response to reading this. It left, mm-hmm. no pun intended, it left a really weird taste in my mouth. <laughs> um, pun intended. <laughs> uh, maybe someone out there could give us better information on this, but I, I could not believe what I was reading when I was reading this. But the other paper in the British Journal of Psychiatry was much more quantitative, and it was actually a meta-analysis of 15 ecological studies that noted the lithium concentration in drinking water. They then cross-referenced that data from those studies with suicide mortality rates in the local area. They did find a significant negative relationship between lithium and suicide rates, meaning that as lithium in the drinking water increased, suicide rates decreased. It's also worth noting that they too suggest adding lithium to drinking water, particularly in areas of high suicide rates, could be considered. They didn't say whether it should be considered. They said it could Wait, be Wait, so there's already studies that show like just natural presence of lithium decreases of, suicide rates? Of like high amount, higher amounts of lithium, yes. Yikes, that's an interesting connection. Yeah, like that's... It's... Well, I feel like there's a lot of don't you don't need to get out on the rabbit hole. Um, yeah, that is, again, it's just one of those where I'm like, again, it fundamentally changes your brain chemistry. You know, I think before putting that in water, maybe like alternative sources. I don't know if like if someone has, I, just, I mean, cause I just this, like the more access to lithium for someone who has mental health issues right like yeah i mean i think it's one of those know. again this may be something it's more of a sociology thing right so yeah i don't this think is not experts for this let's have a big old asterisk saying yeah <laughs> so but am i completely unprofessional and no one should listen to this opinion mm-hmm. it's probably just more of an access to more kind of mental health resources in my opinion you know geez yeah i don't know like i don't know it's yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird because I don't think you can find another comparison to it because you're like, yeah, if like, oh, the whole country's having tooth decay issues. Well, why don't we have fluoride because that helps with tooth decay? Like again, it's not changing your behavior. Lithium fundamentally changes your behavior. You know what I'm saying? Oh it's very yeah, weird. Right? This was very weird to me. I would like just I mean, because it's like on the ground of like, don't put chemicals in water. That just makes mm-hmm. you feel weird. But then, yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. well, we do that with fluoride. Yeah, and but I again, haven't had a cavity. But no, I know what you're saying. It's yeah. teeth, and then like actually, yeah. So yeah, they're they make it seem like it's an apples and apples, but to me, it's apples and oranges. It's not the same comparison. Um, um 
to me like the thrown down the big philosophical questions here. i know weird did not like i said was not expecting this to happen but Uh so for anyone worried about this i think it's very much worth noting that the feasibility of this is very much being killed by the current green movement so lithium prices around the world have nearly quadrupled just in the past year alone thanks to the demand for lithium-ion batteries not to mention how costly and harmful it is to mine so adding it to drinking water would be stupid expensive to say the least um Mm -hmm. it would still be more cost effective in the long run to obviously provide more you know kind of targeted treatments rather than a blanket approach in my opinion so yeah dude that's weird isn't it be like if you have yeah right like if they have like bottled water companies like get that water to people in need they could drink the bottled water of it all i don't know i don't know again i stop on this because this is not our (laughs) cup of tea i'm saying straight stupidness right now Um, yeah yeah but that's I don't know, but yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, I I didn't look up. Maybe I should have looked up like FDA or whatever regulations behind like lithium in drinking water. But mm-hmm. well, like I want to go try this crazy water, water, but now also I don't. Jeez, <laughs> because there. Yeah. Um, when we lived in Ashland, there was uh, and I've never been to a place like like they were known for their water. And there was a public well, and I thought this was just all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And they're like, no, mm-hmm. you need to go try this, like, public water, like the pump. And I try, oh, my God, it's so good. It was, like, <laughs> like crazy good. And um, Just someone, water. It's really like, good water. <laughs> and someone in the area was going to try bottling it, like, mm-hmm. around the area. It was a little bit north of the, the town, but, like, mm-hmm. uh god people went nuts really Um, and there was a whole thing about uh every so when i went into the town it there was all these signs in people's yards and it said not for sale and i was like your your house is not for sale yeah good for you no because i thought it was like i was like okay is it probably because people i don't know like it's a rental community so like this this town is all these residents you know are it's not for sale to the unless you're living here or some crap Mm -hmm. like that is is walmart coming in trying to buy the plot or something you know yeah yep and then it just turned out that well i shouldn't say just there's a backstory and i found out i was like yeah this uh this Hmm. group person wanted to bottle the water people just lost their minds and uh, Hmm. i think it was don't quote me on this but it was something like in the superior basin like you can't remove water it's not legal to remove from the basin like so like if you drinking water hmm. plants they bring it in but then effectively their their treatment centers clean that water like ashen takes in their water but it also puts it back into lake superior or like the basin at least Whereas this person was going to bottle and then take from the area. Yeah, so distribute it around the country. Oh, and I think that's what I think that's what got them not to do it. Oh, or something. So they would essentially have to sell it locally, which they didn't want to do because they couldn't make any money off it. I'm not sure. Something. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the local market had a public access to. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, well, so like just the water from your tap was great but then this huh. one spot it was right on the the shoreline and oh my god yeah 
I never, it's one of those weird things where you don't think about like the taste of your tap water until you go somewhere that has bad tasting tap water. Yeah. So I remember that always going to my, so my grandmother's house in Maryland, they were on a well and I remember their tap water always tasting really good. And ours tasted fine in New Jersey. Like we never had a Ritter filter on our tap. Mm -hmm. And then I came down here and I remember the apartment that I lived in, the water smelled really chlorinated. It was like coming out of the tap. So that was when I started getting the Brita filter on my apartment. And then Rachel said even up in Birmingham where she's at, the water just tastes different. She doesn't like it. So she had to get yeah. a Brita bottle. So I noticed the water down there tasted not so good to me. Yeah. And it was, I think it was the difference of groundwater versus surface water. Yeah. That's a good Cause, point. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Cause I think about mm-hmm. Opelika, the mm-hmm. adjoining town to Auburn that would have all those uh, tastes Mm-hmm. And it's just like, um, I think it was, there was the, just the added steps of those treatments. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah Cause, cause um, down South it's all, at least in Alabama, it's all surface water, like 90% mm-hmm. of it. There's not really a lot yeah. of groundwater and I, here. I, to me, when I came down, I was like, oh, that's why. Cause it was like, Ooh. cause I was like, yeah, what's the difference between up North down. So it is, there's limestone around here. So I remember we used to go to one specific when we would play high school sports, we would always go to this one place and their water would come out like chalky white from the oh. drinking water fountains. And it was like the limestone, oh. you know, it was like, yeah, uh, like that more carbonate. Yeah. yeah. They, oh, but it was calcium, like, it was yeah, cr- calcium carbonate. Yeah. And like, we would like look at each other, like, is this good? And they're like, I mean, it's good. Okay. To drink. It's not going to get you sick, but yeah, it's not necessarily hmm. good. Like, yeah. But, isn't that huh. that is so weird. yeah, there's definitely places where you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, the flip side of it, I've never been to a place where until moving to that Ashland, it was like, oh, they're like they're known for their water. Hmm. It was, there was like cars that would line up at this well and like fill up for like the week. And people like coming to visit would yeah, they would have like giant like wow. twenty gallon things. So it was the whole thing, man. It was crazy. I'm just thinking of like town claim to fames now. So where I grew up in Violin, New Jersey, our claim to fame was that's where Welch's grape juice started. Mm-hmm. So now I just, I, I can just imagine to all my friends like, oh yeah, like my town was known for really good tap water, like really good well water. Mm-hmm. Is that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Really good jelly. Welch's yeah. grape juice. Right. Yeah. And progressive soups. I think that started in Vineland too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You so. just got it all, man. Well, man, yeah. this is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I've had to outweird you. End, I feel like I've but... had to weir- outweird you with your with your sea monkey one. That really the dark side of the sea monkey. Yeah, the dark side of the sea monkey. That probably had the biggest turn, huh? Yeah. That did. this was a big so, turn too. Yeah, I didn't. I was not like I said. I fell down this rabbit hole because I was like, oh, let me look up like lithium and drinking water. Like, are there any places that have reported this before? <laughs> and then it's just like, and I was like, whoa. Wee woo wee woo. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Your computer's but, like, do you got an hour? Yeah, real, pretty much. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'm reading these papers real quick. Papers. So, but yeah, man. if anyone has anything else to say on this topic or has any ideas for future episodes, make sure to send us an email at fwperspectivespodcast at gmail.com. But with that, Riley, I will see you next week. See you, man. All right, dude.